speakers way up and hang on to your hard drive as the SEO rock stars log on to rock the net right out of the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. Todd, are you there? Apparently we don't have Todd. This is Greg Bozer. Welcome to uh, SEO Rockstars. I think Todd's actually on the other line with somebody, so uh, I guess we're waiting for him. How appropriate. It looks like you're all on your own. Well, there's a scary thought. So, I just logged in the chat room. If anybody in there has a specific topic they want to talk about today, um, let me know. I, I got a couple things we definitely need to talk about, but uh, if you want to throw some out there while we wait for Todd, uh, please go ahead. Also, we did get our blog up today. There's nothing on it, but uh, at the last minute, we got seorockstars.com is going to be the new blog for the show. So if you have any future comments on uh, what you'd like us to see, we'll be making some posts there, and you can go there and add it. And uh, we'll also hopefully be doing a thing to take some questions for upcoming guests we have going on. And, uh... Greg. Yes. How you doing, man? Are you there? Well, no, this is good. I figure, you know, if uh, if Todd's uh, running off there, uh, not figuring out what's going on, I'd jump in real quick. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. What the hell is he doing? I, You know, um, I have no idea. I, 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 I know Eddie got him on. We could probably just blame Eddie, and that would work, too. Yeah, Eddie's going to call him back right now, because that's uh, it's actually kind of humorous, but... Uh, it must be a great conversation. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's exactly. not answering me on IM either. No, he's not. No, you know he may have, he may have run off to the restroom. You know, which you know that's kind of humorous. which you're supposed to do before before the show? the show comes on. Right, right, no doubt. Now I was reading on your blog some you know a lot of the responses to you coming on to the rock stars. You got a lot of positive feedback there, bud. Oh, you know I pay for that. Do you? Yeah. Per click. <laughs> But cash donations. <laughs> I used yeah. to do that at searching the strategy all the time. And my things, hey, I'll give you five bucks if you check the five on mine so I can come back and talk again. Dude, you're you're too funny. You're it too works. funny. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at, at Eddie. Eddie. Eddie has this kind of dumbfounded look on his face right now. So nobody knows where Todd is? Uh, he was just here. We oh, Just hey. had him on the phone. I just... Did saw you him on instant message. What what's he saying? Yo. He's <laughs> like, dude, do you know your show's on the air right now? That's funny. Someone in the chat room's calling it a bio break. Yeah, I suppose you could call it that. Yeah. Sound like it oh, there we go. Oh, that's 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 even better, Eddie. Hi. Hey. Hey, welcome to SEO Rockstars. Hey. How you doing, Todd? Pleasure to be here. I, I do a horrible oil man impression. Well, of course you do. <laughs> I, I, I was on the line, and then and then I wasn't on the line, and it's, yeah. What's SEO rock stars with a little bit of technical uh, fun off the front end? Yeah, yeah, we thought it. We thought it was a bio break. There you go. <laughs> All right, boys. I will hand it off to you guys. You guys rock on. All righty. Right. Enjoy. <laughs> How you doing there, Mister Web Gorilla? Well, I'm good. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm glad. To, like I said, I'm, I'm glad to be here. You know, I was actually I just was distracted before I even got on the call here with the uh, the 
SEO generations that's running on Ning. Right oh, now. I saw that. That was uh, I got. That's, that's pretty darn. So, you know, it's slower than than all get out. It, well, here's it must be a slow week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we had the SEO angels thing. Yeah, oh, that was cute and funny. <laughs> you know. You know it's a slow week when Barry's not blogging and he's building websites. Uh, exactly. You know, poking fun at you and I and that that Naylor guy. <laughs> but I just came across this because you know I'd, I've been busy this week. I hadn't really brushed up on my Threadwatch stuff, and uh, came across this deal. Why am I getting all this? Are you guys hearing reverb? Hearing my voice repeat? Don't you sound fine to me, man? No, I'm getting what all that. I had going last week. Uh, yeah, so now there's this little tool where you can go and vote and see which SEO guy will win, I guess. Yeah, and you're kind of way down the list there. You, yeah, you, I don't know if that li- how that list is sorted by. Well, you, you've won 90 of 145 battles. It's sorted purely on, not it should be sorted on percentage win, I would think, but it's sorted purely on number of wins. Number of wins. Yeah. Wow. So Matt Cutts. Is beating out Dave. It goes Matt, Dave, Jim Boykin, me, Aaron, stunt double. Are, are you getting tired of having Matt be talked about like he's an SEO guy? Yeah, like who would win in an SEO competition? I mean, really, well, like that, that, that made it <laughs> stupid for me. But what would be interesting? Well, the whole thing's stupid. What would be interesting, though, would be with, without Matt's resources, if you just, you know, put them on, like, my laptop and told him to go SEO the site yeah. SEO. Where would I would be really curious as to where it would, where he fit into the mix. He certainly knows how to spot the spam and deal with the spam, and he's you know he's the, the Google. But does he have God, the balls to make the spam? There you go. There you go. I know Tim Meyer would. Oh, he'd be all over it. Be all over it. He's gloating, you know. His team kicked the crap out of the Broncos this weekend, so yeah, yeah. I'm not ready to even speak to him yet. It was a tough. It was a tough weekend. But speaking of spam, I'm yeah. here running um, latest uh, little little longer action on the the contest. I don't oh, know if you saw that. I, I posted spreadsheets on the com- sites competing in the, the little SEO contest. Right. You posted the new ones. Well, I haven't yet. I'm getting ready to here in a bit. But uh, a lot of changes in a week. Oh, I would imagine. So. All of a sudden, I'm seeing all these. Links from movable type. Oh, surprise, surprise! I wonder how that happened. Uh, yeah, you know it's pretty interesting. Uh, the blog spammers have jumped into this thing. There's a lot of uh, blog spam links starting to show up, and well, uh, that's. Uh, I mean, it was just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Yeah, quite interesting. Apparently, o- Ogletree is is happily pointing out that. I'm on page 12. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, you know, I clicked on a couple. I voted for uh, stunt double kicking Jill's butt, and that was it. <laughs> and I felt really bad about that. No, I mean page 12 for the, the V7N thing. On oh, I thought you were talking, yeah, you're not where, oh, no, you're like number three. Yeah, I'm kicking some ass, baby. And that's out of just total wins, huh? Wow. Total wins. I guess I should retire at this point. I suppose. Your day is done, my friend. It's looking pretty sad. 
this it's the sunset of web gorilla's SEO. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. Every time I cash a check. There you go. <laughs> so uh but yeah, so anyway, I'm gonna put the link data up here in a bit. Um very interesting. Another another interesting thing that was kind of ridiculous is last night when I was sitting down to do it, Google was reporting 2.6 million results. Uh, I got one. I got one million showing up here. Now that is such a crock of shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm seriously. This whole thing with engines and I mean, okay, do this. You're getting how many? One million seventy thousand. I'm getting 750,000. Now, put the phrase in quotes and do it again. Because I was doing it last night, and it $2.6 million, I mean, 2.6 million pages. And then when you would put it in quotes, so now I only want to see the pages that have the exact phrase on it, it would drop down to about 600,000. I got 972 showing. So they're saying there's like, 300,000 pages, you know, that only have one, have the words on the page, but they're not together? <laughs> Come on. It's absolutely silly. I, like I was trying to do the math on how many pages per day that would have to, because, you know, they're running 48 hours behind, right? It took them 48 hours to show any pages, and we're only eight days into it. So you're talking six days, and six days, uh, Two and a half million, two point seven million pages got generated. Seems reasonable. It it does if you count things the way Google does. There you go. Well, and see, that's what's really interesting. Okay, Yahoo's got two hundred and twelve thousand. Very realistic number. You put it in quotes. Actually, put it in quotes. It goes up. Yeah. Now there's another stupid thing. Well, see, now Yahoo's showing me seven hundred and thirty-six thousand, <laughs> and when I put it in quotes, the number increases. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. So the moral of this story is you people wonder <laughs> they sit, they they wonder why nobody believes them when they start talking about their eight nine twenty billion page index. So I could have a twenty billion page index too if I counted the way you guys do. There you go, eight thousand two hundred and seventy at ask. Oh, well, that's another sad thing. So the other story of the week, right, was the Department of Justice asking for search data. Oh, don't even get me started. And, well, I got a good story about that because I, I got all kinds of emails from him. First of all, I don't know if anybody caught Danny Sullivan on Nightline Friday night. He did a great job. Amazing piece. I'm very proud of him. And that right there was, you know, I always tell people Danny Sullivan is the Dalai Lama of our business, and that was uh, a perfect example. They actually went to his house. Yeah. He talked about a big story, so... ABC calls up their London office and gets somebody to get in a car and drive way out to Stonehenge <laughs> with a camera. Danny's got to clean his office up real quick, put on a you know nice shirt, and it was a long piece. Made yeah. some some great points. But the saddest thing in this story is that they didn't ask Ask Jeeves for nothing. <laughs> Poor Paul, you know. It must be tough. To, I mean, it's one thing to be Yahoo and be number two. Yeah. But at and, least and, you're in the party and they asked you. Well, and speaking of Yahoo being number two, did you see the, the article where they I, accepted I it? I did. Like, and, yeah, you know what? We're number two and uh, we're pretty cool with that. And, and last week I posted a little smart-ass little thing where I said Yahoo's number one at being number two. 
There you go. And that caused all kinds of problems. I got emails and phone calls <laughs> from people from that organization wondering why I'd be so mean and, you know. And then they come around and admit it. You know what it reminds me of? You remember it's probably back in the early 90s or late 80s that Snapple was running a whole ad campaign that they were number two? Yeah. They were yeah. proud to be number two and they made a big deal out of it. And that was funny. It was. But it wasn't so much a, an admission of, of not being number one, though. Well, look, there's a lot of money in number two. I mean, Pepsi, come on, Burger King, you, you can list a million huge companies that make billions of dollars a year that are number two. Yep. That's not really a bad thing. But, but so when, when the uh, playing field is only three engines, though. Right. You know, that's... But here's the thing, though. I mean, Yahoo's got a whole bunch of other stuff going on with with the, the, my Yahoo and all, all the stuff they're doing. And, I mean, they're an ISP, they're a domain registrar, they're all these different things. And, you know, if they were just zeroed in on search like Google has been for the past five years, you might have a, a different plane to build. Uh, you know, the brand is too big. Yeah. The saddest thing in all this, and this data that was coming up, is even now that we're back to this three-player thing, uh, that Comscore is reporting that you know Google's market share is back up to 60%. So a year ago at this time, they were down to, I don't know, 45, somewhere around there. It was yeah. below half. And uh, now they've, they've come back. Can't kill the beast. There you go. But they asked, so I get this email. So I'm getting all kind of emails from reporters and stuff about the Department of Justice thing, and also from people I've met at conferences. And I got an email from a guy who thought it might be a good idea to start attacking Google with automated tools doing queries to skew that data. Because that doesn't happen already. Right. Well, to just to just to make. You know, the Department of Justice freak out when they query and go and make whatever terms they're looking for make it. I think his uh, idea was like, you know, let's just bombard Google with searches for terrorism terms just to watch yeah. them freak out. Yeah, that's. I, I have a feeling that if, if that showed up, the government's next request would be for some information on them. Well, here's the thing. This guy that sent this to me, who will remain totally anonymous, apparently posted something on his blog about you know, midgets taking the president out into the desert and abusing him in some sexual, I don't know. So the Secret Service showed up at his house. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Interrogated him for a few hours and uh, searched his whole place and, you know, almost carted him off. So it sounds like he's just a dearth of great ideas. Yeah. And, you know, I told him, I said, I don't think it's too practical. I don't think you could... Uh, send enough queries to actually skew. I mean, you're talking over a week's worth of data is over a billion terms. Right. You, you gotta. You gotta. I mean, go to make a dent in that, you would have to have a huge network of computers. There's not enough proxies in the world to do that. That's for sure. I don't but, think. But uh, so. Danny made a good point about the whole thing too, though. Is that, I mean, while it's disappointing that everybody rolled over except for Google, the other side of it is they're just they only asked for the, the queries. Like no no IP addresses no you know nothing to so just you know eight jillion giant spreadsheets of queries right they can they can source through and cross reference and but and here's the thing it's not Google has a safe search right 
So they filter. They know what words are bad and, and pornographic. Right. So they certainly could, if it really was just about the pornography thing, they could certainly provide a data set that was, here's all our adult searches that take place in a week. Yeah. Right? But you give them that master lump, and it's like, I, I was reading some of your posts, it's like, well, what if somebody typed in something like, you know, the whole Secret Service thing. If you typed in how to kill the president, you don't think they're going to query that data for that kind of stuff, and then they will show up and come knocking on people's doors. Absolutely. That that gets into security. and So a week where the random data would have a lot of stuff to be looking for other than just the pornography thing. For sure. And it was interesting how they asked for it, though, too, because they didn't, if I if I read everything correctly, what they were they're they're trying to determine how much pornography is actually on the internet. Well, I, what, I, uh, what I was totally unclear about is whether they're trying to determine. Uh, they said the likelihood that children would come across porn, but they didn't say. Are they looking for porn that's showing up in non-porn related searches? Right, so kids that are going to stumble across accidentally, or are they talking about all the teenagers out there searching for porn themselves, finding those sites? Right, but it, it seems you can go to Word Tracker. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, Word Tracker will give you numbers that will at least show you proportionately sure. what percentage of search activity is adult related, and and that's why the whole thing doesn't really add up because there's just it, it seems that they're trying to get a handle on how much pornography is out there. Well, a week's worth of search queries isn't going to tell you how much of it's out there because they, they didn't ask for the results of those queries. They didn't ask Google or Yahoo or Amazon. Well, well yeah, what are they going to do? Turn around and run them and see and type them all in? Yeah. I think they just want to come up with a number of the percentage of, of those billion searches that are por pornography related. Yeah. And but we what, all know that. You know what I mean? But what does that prove, though? Uh, that there's a ton of sites being returned that could be accessed by children, which is... It's like, I mean, uh, that, that's nothing new. It's nothing exciting. It's not like it's breaking news that, oh, look, kids might actually stumble onto a pornographic website. No, they're, they're trying to save a law that was passed that makes it much more difficult for porn operators to, uh, they had to jump through a lot of hoops to make people verify that they're not underage. Mm -hmm. More so than just clicking on a button that says I'm 18 or whatever it happens now. <laughs> but then how else do you verify it? Well, that's the thing. I've ever seen is... The law was, the law was kicked card. out for being unconstitutional. Yeah. But the court left it open and said, you can come back and make another argument. Yeah. Prove to us that it's worthy of a First Amendment breach. But then it just go, all goes overseas. It's just the whole, like, the thing Danny was pointing out the thing is that the, the, the way they did the request just shows that they have absolutely no concept of how the Internet works. Or, you know, <laughs> that's what was kind of sad about it. Yeah. Nothing when you can have faith in your government, eh? Yeah, that's speaking, a great thing. Speaking of which, Canada has a government again as of last night. Really? We really do. Elections were yesterday. We have a new government. We have a new leader. And you know what? Nobody cares. Right. We didn't even notice the old leader was gone. No? No, not particularly. Well, there you go. But congratulations to Canada for getting your shit together and putting somebody back in charge. Anarchy would be great. Yeah. <laughs> in Canada, we'd just all be smoking dope. Yeah, you say A a couple more times. <laughs> That'd be the rebellion. 
Well, man, why don't we take a quick break, circle the wagons, pay some bills, and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll see what else is happening in the world of SEO and get a little more technical on some new items. All righty. Sounds good. Webmaster Radio, we're serious about our work, and no one works harder and is more professional than our own SE guru. This one's for you, pal. Okay, that stuff will wake you up. Excuse me. This has been the best time I've had since college. We can get that giant hurricane. But I was upstairs. I didn't have a giant hurricane. I got to get one of those big ones. Oh, oh that was good. All right, I got to get right in there. Find that in there. I saw you at like 5 a.m. Or no, is it 4? 4 a.m. Walking out of my room talking about freaky monkey sex. Dude, that's great. I've been fighting my way to the carpet because I got a mic working. <laughs> I gotta try and fight my way to the bar, and I think with an open mic, I can get, I can make it quicker. You know what? That's just the nature of the beast. Atta <laughs> boy, SE guru, way to make us proud. <laughs> and uh, I imagine we'll see you at the next door, of course. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Your web search is over. It's time to release your mouse, turn your speakers way up, and hang on to your hard drive. As the SEO Log on to Rock the Net right out of the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. You just fired me an interesting link over instant messages. Yeah, you know, we're always about following up what we talk about, right? Absolutely. Mostly because we don't plan too, much, too far right. ahead. <laughs> so last week we had a conversation about the whole litter box and the link condom site and how I felt that it was totally getting the shaft and clearly a thing of the filtering. And we talked also about Mike Grehan's opinion that 
if it doesn't show up, it's just because it's shit, right? Bad quality content, and that's all it is. And my argument to that is that's not really true. What is or is not shit is defined by where you may or may not live. It's an address-related thing. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And, and so I said that we would resurrect and put Link Condom at the top where it belongs. Uh, so for all those of you in the chat room, let me copy this little link here. This is, this is fresh off the press. Actually, I checked this a little bit ago, and it didn't exist. Here's our big daddy database with Google. And uh, if you take a look at that, the number one. Uh, and also, it's also number one for the term link skank. Isn't that nice? All the terms that... Bongs, baby. Okay, so all the terms that you ranked for on your own domain in Yahoo and MSN that did not rank in Google with linkcondom.com. That is correct. And now all we did was... Remember we talked about how I had a page in my site that did rank for the term on Google. It was number two, and it was number one for link condoms, plural. And mine had far less links than yours, okay? So the moral, and here's the thing about this new listing. This listing is not has nothing to do with your links. Your links are still out there, and I didn't 301 them at all. No, because I was too lazy to get around to that for you. Right? The only links I 301 were the links pointing to my article about Jeremy where I mentioned the word link condom. So, which is a handful. Which is about 80, 90 links total yeah. compared to your seven or 800 that you had. And that we're all coming from very similar profile sites. Uh, you know, authoritative site, you know, search engine watch blog. I mean, all the sites in our business, Jeremy's blog, places like that. Uh, so you had 10 times the amount. Your site had been around for a year. Recap all this so everybody understands how all this stuff actually works. Um, your site's a year old. You get a bunch of links. Google puts it in the litter box. will not show it for any of these terms. We take that single page, and we give it a new address. That's all and we do. And then I take half as many links. And these hyperlinks also have the word web gorilla in them, so their the anchor text isn't even nearly as focused. I'm sure this might even show up for, you know, if you put in Jeremy, you probably, Jeremy links, skanks. I'm not showing up for that yet. What um, you do, though? Huh? Number 15 for condom. Just for condom? Just for condom. Now, I challenge any of you to look at this and what we did and tell me that there's not an age-filtering sandbox thing that happens to new sites purely for no other reason than their lack of age. Exactly. It's a it's a basically guilt, guilty till proven innocent thing. So what happens is because of the age of my domain, those that surge of new links is not problematic, and you have no problem of putting that that page at the top because I'm not held to the same standard, or older sites aren't held to the same standard as brand new domains. And you know what? This, I, you can repeat this, bro. I've done this a million times. Which was that? Yeah. The old crusty domain bit? The old crusty domain bit. So the lesson for you people out there in SEO rockstar land is that uh, the most important thing 
is the address on your ID, right? That's it. And so if you're a company and you're sitting out there, and here's a prime example. Uh, Mike always talks about how easy it is to spin off brands and get brand new domains and all that stuff ranked. We talked last week about how that brand-specific traffic, and to me, that's not really what SEO is all about. We're, we're talking about generic terms that already exist that you have to try to climb up and compete for. Because building a brand with SEO is really, it's not about ranking for your brand name. If you rank for your brand name, everybody already is aware of your brand and they're looking for you. Building brand awareness with SEO is getting your brand name as the answer to generic query, right? Your name becomes synonymous with, you know, Starbucks is coffee. So when I type in coffee, the brands that show up there, those are the ones that are, are exposing somebody new to that brand and making that brand synonymous with that generic word. That is the goal. I actually um, read a really interesting article from Media Post Search Insider. It was the, the idea was, you know, you're you're an SEO going to he calls it CMO land. You know, your your chief marketing officer land. Right. And you know, how do you go and present search to these people? I mean, you're talking to the people like you, you know, you're the Pepsi's of the world and the Starbucks of the world, and uh, they quoted a CMO in here that. Uh, basically said, help me create solutions to maximize my brand's promise, level of consideration, engagement, and experience with my audience. There's nothing about ranking for their brand. And you got to, and it's exactly like you say, you got to go pitch it. You want to say, look, you want to be coffee. So here's why you need to know about search and coffee from a brand standpoint. If you, if you go sit in front of a CMO and just say, you know, look, we can get you spidered every week, and we can do this and that and all this technical stuff. They don't know what you're talking about. Right. So, you know, it's a point well made. When you walk in, well, you know, and I've had this but back in the days, I used to do a lot more of the, the grocery store SEO, as we call it. Right. Uh, that was always our, you know, you walk in and, and, and say, hey, here, here's what people are searching. I know you guys love your name, but there are actually very few companies in the world where their brand is searched more than the generic equivalent. And those companies, you know, they're the Coca-Colas and the McDonald's of the world, okay? But everything beyond that, you're missing out on, on huge traffic by not ranking for that term. So when it comes to this sandboxing thing, it has a huge impact on how you deploy new content if your goal is to go after real search terms. You can certainly take a brand, spin off a new product on a brand new domain and go out and buy a Super Bowl ad and generate the buzz just like Mike talks about and generate the search activity and it'll, you probably won't run into this problem. But if you happen to not be that company that has that multi-million dollar budget, you need to think long and hard about how you deploy a new product or a new service that you want to give its own identity to. Do I start with a brand new domain or do I use a subdomain of my own site? You got to think about that because it makes a huge difference in how soon you may or may not ever show up in Google. And we do know that Google is the machine and if you're not there, you're not anywhere. That, well, then that's true, and there's and it's nice though that there's plenty of technical workarounds. You can have your cake and eat it too. You can go promote in the mainstream, 
your you know spinoffbrand.com and then a little you know Apache redirection magic and Google doesn't ever need to know that that's what they're supposed to be ranking. Well, the idea is, and this is where we get into you know, as everybody's preaching that technical SEO is dead. I will well, say to you that it's so that bad. It's so back in a big kind of way because you have completely and here in in all the stuff we've tested. I mean, the one thing that is really cool about Google that I've always liked is that they are wonderful with 301s. They they honor the fact that you've moved and they want to keep giving you credit for what you built before you moved. Yahoo and MSN do not do that. If you take a well-ranking site in Yahoo and MSN, you 301 it somewhere else, you'll sit around and hold your breath forever until you turn blue before you'll see that site pop back up ranking the way it did before you did the 301. Now, is that, but is that just, I mean, when, when you listen to Tim talk at all the conferences and stuff, and he's put up you know, some really nice charts of how they handle all the different redirections and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just curious, when they go out there and, and they talk about it so much, why are they not doing it? Is, is it just a lag time? Is it a... Um, I, I have some stuff that we set up on, on a cross-the-board kind of testing four or five months ago that ranked great and just never reappeared. So I don't really know what the lag time is, if, or even if they have the technical ability to credit those links. So the idea being is when you get in and start moving and relocating stuff, um, it might be to your advantage to pick and choose. In other words, we're, we're doing a lot of stuff where the URL structure that Google gets is totally different. Same site, but completely different because of these issues. You know, you might have, and what you end up having to convince the client is like, look, I know it may seem silly and it's not the ideal situation to present this content to Google off of a subdomain of an older domain that you own. Right. You certainly can set it up to where humans get the brand new site. In other words, it's the same site. We're not talking about changing or cloaking content. What we're talking about is cloaking addresses or setting up a structure that says, if you're Google, you're only allowed to view this content from this address. Sorry. When you ask, I live in Beverly Hills, right? <laughs> Uh, and that, that's the whole thing. And uh, you're seeing so much more of this. But So the upside to Google is that, for the most part, they've always handled three or one's great, and you do get credit, um, whereas you don't in the other. So, you know, we're doing a lot more selective 301-ing. 301 for Google that we don't give to Yahoo, but we might give to MSN depending on the time of the day. Very, very true whether or not they look like they even have a slight clue about even what a 301 is. Now, th this is where everybody on the, on the radio is now sitting around going, man, I wish I'd not let all those domains just expire a lot. Oh, that's the kiss of death. Ouch. Expiration's bad. Now, well, uh, the other thing I'll add to this, you know, Mr. Naylor was talking about doing similar kind of stuff, and he, he got a lot of time, he spent a lot of time on uh, forging last modified dates. Yeah. And last modified has nothing to do with what we did at all. And do you even copy the page over for Link Condom, or you just no? It's still on your server, your IP address. Yeah, you totally just hijacked it. I just well, let me let me give you a little lesson, <laughs> Mister Oil Man. 
what I did was DNS hijack you. And this gets into another lesson that's a spinoff of this. So I go into my uh, DNS file, and I set up an A record, and I point my subdomain. At, first, I, I find the IP address of Wayne Condom. Right. I trace it. Oh, here's the IP address. If you have your server, you should not have your server set up to be able to allow this because you can hijack people this way. So what I do, and I did not even drop a link into this. I put up um, linkcondom.webgorilla.com, and in my DNS I say, that site exists on your IP. Right. So the request comes into my DNS. My DNS bounces it over to your IP. Your server allows the page to be loaded from that address. And since you use relative URL, well, there's actually only one page. But in normal DNS hijacking, if the site has relative URLs, once you accept that, I can crawl the site, and every page will display as it's my domain. As it belongs there, right. Um, now, now, granted, I will admit, fully open to DNS hijacking, but prior to Link Condom, did I ever have anything worth hijacking? That's true. <laughs> Um, but it's really kind of funny because I remember one time I was on the phone with uh, Edward Lewis, page one, right? Right. And we were having this contest, so while we were talking, I set up DNS to gregbozer.com and pointed it at his SEO consultants directory. <laughs> I sent him a you know, link, dude, surf my new site. Check this out. And I think he's used absolute URLs ever since then. And the, the reason the absolute prevents it is that, the, at worst-case scenario, they can only get the home page. And then any link you click on from that point forces the browser back to the proper location. So this site has not changed IP address. It has not changed anything. You still host it. I'm not hosting a thing. It's just DNS. And it's duplicate. And that, that's what's even true. Since we didn't even 301 yours, you're right. But typically, when you do this, uh, you're going to 301 what, you know, the old site to the new address. So you're going to you just never issue a duplication. But in this case, we didn't even do that. Real, real sloppy. So this page is still being indexed on your address, and it's now brand new indexed on my address with one-tenth the same amount of links. But Google just felt that, my address was a safe place to display this page from. Go figure. Now, what, now what's interesting is, can we 301 it back to Link Condom? Uh, we will test that over time. Because then that would be really interesting. If, if but here's the thing. Double hops are, and we've been seeing a lot of problematic stuff with double redirects. Meta refresh combined with a redirect is like the kiss of death. But there's no redirect at all right now. No, but if I put, now see what would happen is I would have to actually set up a site. I'd have to, see, I don't, there's no site for Link Condom. Right, right? you'd have to actually set it DNS up. DNS magic. So I'd have to set up and do a redirect back, but then what would happen is um, I would bounce, I would bounce my own links back. You end up doing a double bounce. You don't want to have right. Google hit and grab one and get a 301, and then the next page they grab also has a 301. That's typically not a good thing. Now, and here's the other point about all this, that before we did this, and this gets into the, the logic that, no, it's really just about the quality and authoritative nature of the links linking to you. If you go out and build good authoritative links, you will not be sandboxed. That's a crock of shit. You got the same links I got. 
Well, here's what's even worse. Before before we did it this way, I 301 my links directly to Link Condom. Right. And it never budged. Didn't do a thing. Because it's just another 90 links on top of the 800 you already have. All from this. But the, the unique thing about this little experiment is that the quality of the links was very much the same across both sides. You're not, you can't make that argument, yeah, well, you know, your links were link farm stuff and his weren't. Really not the case. Like I said, most of the people that link to me also link to you as well in the same post or the same article. Um, so, and then there's questions in the chat room about whether or not PageRank has anything to do with this, and it does not. It has absolutely nothing to do with it. PageRank doesn't really have much to do with much of anything. Um, the page that I 301 is only, you know, a month old and has yet to develop any green. Well, I'll get into that topic of how shafted I am from the full green flow. Okay. <laughs> Big We're funny joke. My site will not come show more than a page rank four. On occasions, late at night after a couple of cocktails, it'll flicker up to five. But I should be a, almost a seven. We're going we're gonna to rename Rockstars to the Web Gorilla Rant of the Week. Yeah, but that's a whole other topic. But no, PageRank has, has really zero. And, then, and the thing is, PageRank, what's really made PageRank unvalid is the whole blogging thing. I mean, blogs never generate pages that actually show any kind of score. Right. Because new pages get spit out all the time. So you could never show any content from a blog if PageRank really played a big role in it. Page that got bounced and redirected has yet to show any toolbar or page rank at all. I have no idea what the page rank of the page is. Yeah. Got a question in the chat room for you. Um, how long did it take from when my time you hijacked my DNS to win that rank? That was. Uh, I did it about an hour before we went on the air last week. Yeah, there right? you go. Seven days. About a week. Now. I will say that this is the link that I put in. That first of all, for the people who are listening to this on the podcast, what we're looking at is the Big Daddy database. Right. So it's six six two four nine dot nine three dot one zero four. If you go to that IP address and search Google, that's the one Matt gave out as the testing ground for this new infrastructure. It's supposed to do a better job of handling redirects. Um, where I'm sitting right now here in Southern California, I am not seeing the link condom search show up yet on where you know, the database that I'm connected to. Right. Um, but that'll be a matter of a day or two, I would imagine. Just a propagation thing. Not showing in Canada either, man. Yeah, nothing shows nothing shows in Canada. Nothing <laughs> worth showing. That, that used to be very problematic for me running uh, rank reports back in the day because they would they weren't actually I mean Google.ca is one thing but they would act, they actually serve the Google.ca results on a, a, an IP geotargeted basis. Yes. So I'd be course. telling my client, "Hey, dude, you're number one." He'd be like, "Going? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Are you smoking crack?" Yeah. So, uh, about, uh, but in general, it was about a week, and I've actually seen it happen faster. Three to four days. But it's also not a guarantee. I, mean, we, I set one up off of, off of oilman.ca 
and it never it's not been picked up. But how did you I mean here all all the talk that I've heard about how to do it has always involved dropping a link from the site that is the domain that subdomain is originating from. In other words, for as an example, I would have put up a link on webgorilla.com that linked into linkcondom.webgorilla.com. And I didn't do that. Right. Well, I didn't do that either. So how exactly did you do full, it? We just put a full copy up on the subdomain and 301 Googlebot from the old or the new domain to the subdomain off of oilman.ca. Oh, it's probably a Canadian thing. That's entirely possible. Dot We're going to try it again with uh, Oilman Promotions. Dot C now, are you sure did you check out that your 301s were working properly? Yeah, absolutely. Used uh, your little uh, little tool there. Espion? Espion. Go, go, gadget, Espion. Yeah. Works like a charm. It is a pretty good tool. Speaking of tools, are you care to announce the new one you're working on there? Um, on the spot? Sure. We're working on some WordPress plugins, and, and one of the things about that I sat down and started working on WordPress that just really irritates me is it does a lot of stuff that's uh, big no-nos with content. You know, um, the default, here's the biggest peeve of mine, the default category that gets checked. So when you write a post, you can put it in multiple categories. And if you do that, when bots come and crawl, they'll index the same post from three different locations, right? right. Duplicate content issue. Duplicate content. And the other one has to do with the way all the titles are structured, the default settings for the titles always put the blog name, and you have to do a lot of hacking to get your title structure to be normal, to where it flows. And, and the other thing is, like, on the home page, um, letting bots index the posts on your home, if people don't use the, the morph, the snippet function, right? Right. So there's more duplicate content. And what I find a lot when I'm searching a lot that drives me nuts is you do a search and Google will return the home page of a blog. You get there. But, of course, when you get there, Content's not there anymore. It's slid off the page, and it's now a permalink somewhere that you have to go try to find. And so for me personally, it's like I don't want the bots to index any of my text from the home page. So how do you control that? So we've been working on a plug-in that basically creates a whole separate theme just for bots so we can control how we deliver the content from a blog and, and make it better. So when a, when a bot asks for your blog content, it uses a completely different theme, and we don't um, allow the chunks to show up on the home page. I mean, anybody has a Googlebot UA thing in their browser can go to webgrill.com and check it out. We're still fiddling with it. It's, it's, a little, it's a little work in progress. But another thing, too, so when you're, when you're using WordPress and you go to write a title, in the default box, the title that you write ends up being the header on the page, the heading tag, and also the HTML title. There isn't a really nice way to separate the two. But with our little plugin, you can do that. So I can dictate, here's, here's the title I want in the HTML, here's the title I want. And, and the, it also prevents the duplicate content. So if you post something in multiple categories, the bot template will not allow links to be generated for you know, those extra entries. That's excellent. It's really, it's about time that we got you know, some SEO into the plugins and into the WordPress world. So, yeah, uh, we've been working hard on a lot of that stuff. And uh, the subdomain plugin, 
we have a new update for, and it kind of ties in with this thing. So with the two plugins together, you can do some pretty other clever stuff without having to. And, and the nice thing is, so if you have a standard, uh, we're not ready to release it yet, but when you have a standard large WordPress blog that has kind of all the default titles and structures, you could drop this plug-in and instantly fix all that for bots without having to go try to hack your own templates. It's very plug-and-play. So the next time you drop these two in, boom, the next time the bots come. And we haven't even set up twos to where when they start requesting old structures, the 301s will be automatically built in. So. Excellent. Um, probably going to be towards the end of the week before we'll cut that one loose. Got some other ones up the sleeve, too. I'm going to get my blog moved just so I can use your uh, your subdomain plugin. Yeah. So my, my, uh, my host that allows DNS hijacking does not allow wildcard subdomains. Hijack me all you want, but wild, no, forget the wildcard. That's card. interesting, isn't it? A little surprising. <laughs> uh, people are asking where the plugins are located. Let me, uh, I'll drop that in the chat room. But for anybody who's not listening to the chat, if you go to tools.webgorilla.com, which is W-E-B-G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A.com, um, that's where we'll be posting them. And then we got a redirect plug in there that uh, is pretty good for doing it. So if you have a WordPress blog and you want to fiddle with this 301 stuff, you don't want to hack your HT access file or try to write a Googlebot-specific redirect, you can drop this plug in, go to a little interface, and just say, I want... Any request by Googlebot for this page to be redirected to this page. Really pretty. All about the usability. All about the, you know what I mean? Because, uh, and here's a nice little thing, and the next comment I'm sure is going to be, isn't that cloaking? <laughs> um, the cloaking version you'll have to pay for. Of course. But... I can't imagine that I'll keep fiddling this and not release a full IP-based one that also allows you to change the content of your posts. Um, but we've been toying like we have another plug-in that allows you to replace certain words to try to tweak the media bot to get you better ads. Oh, very nice. It, eh, we're not having a lot of success with it yet. We're, it's, we're still testing it. I think that just because... about the footprint? I think the domain, yeah, like in other words, you can take out all the reference of the words blogs or journals or any of that crap that makes stupid ads show up on your blog. And, you know, we try, we're, we're testing it, trying to replace like the word link with the word penis. <laughs> See if we can get condom ads to show up, but. It's not happening, is it? it yeah, not so. I, I think the domain and I think there's other things that get pegged for that. Yeah, there's. Um, but the thing is, is in general right now, this plugin does not, it does allow you to change things like um, the way that your link, the title of your permalinks to the bots. Mm -hmm. So if you want to uh, seed your permalinks a little more, same thing with your categories. So like if, for your humans, if you, you, your category links have to be something that fit in your sidebar navigation, right? But if you want to be a little more descriptive about what the categories are from your own internal anchor text, then you can edit that and serve it to the bots just with a little extra flavor. Excellent. SEO, I mean, proper SEO tools. Yeah. So, you know. I must, I must say excellent a lot because they were sure rich the music there. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be uh, cranking that a bit more and maybe busting out a version that 
people can try and give us a little feedback on. Good deal. Why don't we wrap up uh, this little segment here, go pay the bills one last time, come back, and uh, wrap up the show. All righty. Gambling and winning with someone else's money? How about cashing in with the house? Sign up today with PartyPoker.com, the world's largest poker room and poker affiliate program. Cash in on one of the most lucrative and fastest growing industries for webmasters. There's $10 million paid out to webmasters every month. The world is your oyster and every hand is a winner. Wouldn't you like a slice of that pie? PartyPoker.com. Betting on the house makes you a winner every time. Contact Alex L. at PartyGaming.com for a great deal. PartyPoker.com. Brady Residence. Hi, this is Mark with WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm calling about the new music we're playing on Monday night. Well, the songs the way they are nowadays. You can't hear the words well enough to understand that what you would have heard is something you wouldn't have understood anyway. I agree. That's why Monday nights we're turning back the hands of time to the sounds of the 60s with Magical Mystery Monday. Wow. Boy. Groovy. Wow. All right. Wait a minute. Who else is on this line? Jan Brady. Hi, Jan. Poor thing. Too bad she's a loser. A loser? Yeah. That's exactly what I am. A born loser. Oh, well, don't say that. You've got to have confidence in yourself. I do have confidence. I'm confident that I'm a no-talent loser. Well, if you want to build your confidence, then log on to webmasterradio.fm because we've got a great lineup on Mondays with Strike Point at 3 p.m., Wizards of Web at 4, and Magical Mystery Mondays at 8 p.m. I hope you've learned something from all of this. Yes, that Webmaster Radio is the destination for education and entertainment. You are the grooviest. Wow, you can ride my range anytime. <laughs> Um, uh, no thanks. Uh, I really got to go now. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. way up and hang on to your hard drive as the SEO rock stars log on to rock the net right out of the stratosphere prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO rock stars guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory Hey, folks, and we're back. I think we're setting some kind of record here for a number of actual live shows in a row. Interesting. Yeah, go figure. And I'm getting questions, uh, Grey Wolf asked a question about uh, archive links. Um, the template that gets used for the bots, can you can 
you can tweak it and build it any way you want. I don't have archive links in it right at the moment, but you could add that. So you can edit the bot template just like you can any other template. And there, what we'll do is it with the default setup that I think is probably the most efficient way to serve your content, but you can certainly go in and tweak it as much as you want. And you can also, here's a nice thing too about the nofollow deal and all that crap. You can just not serve your comments to the bots. Seems reasonable to me. It's a lot easier than, you know, messing with or, you know, because a lot of times you get weird, bizarre traffic from comments. And I've yet to see search referral stuff that's generated by what's in my comments ever be too valuable. Exactly. So why have it there? You can tighten it up and just create a much cleaner surfing experience for Mr. Googlebot. I don't get any searches outside of people actually searching for me. Yeah. They come and go. I get, I get weird weird stuff occasionally. I get a pile of traffic from you. SEO Angels is, you know, clever and cute as that is. I sent loads of traffic. Yeah, it was uh, one of my top refers yesterday, I think. So uh, thanks to Rusty for that. I might have to buy him a drink, although I don't think he, I don't think he actually drinks. Yeah, we'll buy him whatever he wants. There you go. In New York City there. Yeah, now let's see how long the link on him thing stays up. I might even go in and, and do the actual redirect on it to make sure that if we have all our ducks in a row. Oh, well, that would be like money. I would think that would, you know, kick it quicker. And actually, I'll tell you, one of the issues was with it taking as long as it did is just the cache date on the page that I was redirecting was from the 8th, and Google just hadn't been back yet to ask for it, so it took a while. Hey, I just found a new link, man. Speaking of all the people that have time on their hands to sort stuff out, check this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually IM it to you. It's vons-one-pagers.com slash internet slash... Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I had not seen that before. Well, here's the other thing. I, I get a, I'm starting to get a lot of, you know, clever little monkeys doing uh, referral spamming. <laughs> Dude, I got one of those, too. Except some guys... So I get these one-off. I'll be looking at my stats. But there's only a couple visits. And it'll be from somebody pitching some marketing product. Like, they want me to come check it out. But they never hit me with enough to really jump to the top of my list. I have to teach a course in that. <laughs> I've been getting, uh, like, the, the, they show up in the top pages. They're not spamming with the user agent or anything like that. But uh, I had one guy actually call me very, very nasty thing. Really? Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it up here. Yeah, I get some weird ones. But this page, I mean, really, this page we're looking at, what do you suppose it's really just designed to rank for our names? I would uh, I would guess that it's all of that. Just like the little bozo that bids AdSense on my name. Might have your to name be Morris. <laughs> you know, I really don't know. I've never never looked. He bids on WebGorilla, too. SearchEnginePromotion.biz and BuildTraffic.net. Those are my two fans. I can't find it, but he, uh, it was like, oh, look. Another motherfucker or something like that. It was. I was very. You know. I was touched. Well, you know. You know. You're doing well when people call you names. Oh, it was. Oh, here it is. Oh, look, another fucking asshole. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I got one that says, "Brother man, fix your BA stats logger. It errors at the top." <laughs> I appreciated that one. That was. Useful. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's asking if Matt's considered an A-list SEO expert in the chat. Not an SEO expert. I'm sorry, he's not. He's an A-list web spam expert. There you go.
But I imagine oh. he could be good. Oh, I don't doubt it for a second. I mean, if you could get him to pull the whole Darth Vader thing, come to the dark side, <laughs> I'd hire him. Oh, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. We, we could pool him and Tim Meyer and Paul Gardy into one, you know, crazy oh, yeah. SEO machine. Just give us the keys to the kingdom. There you go. And Paul would Paul would bring all that. that I don't think you could get Matt, though, because his stock is still worth a lot. Yeah, true enough. We couldn't pay Matt enough. You'd have to really just want to do it for fun. After the last week, we might be able to talk Tim into it, though. You know, there, there, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's going to come a day, though, where like a guy like Matt's just—I mean, he's not going to—he's not going to just stay at Google till he dies. I'm—you know—I always tell people I'm very impressed that he's still there. He certainly doesn't need to be. Well, and but where's he going to go? I mean, nobody's going to um, to a sandy beach with a little umbrella. Well, granted, right? But you know, doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's you know, that would do that. Right, but that's pretty rare that you really, you know, I mean, here, here's my thing. Uh, Pre-IPO, when they were a private company, you know, Matt was the champion of the company line and talked it and believed it. And But not everybody stays that way after, you know, when you're in the top 100 employees, your employee number has three digits or less. Yeah. Certainly you don't need to work anymore. At this point, absolutely not. And uh, the fact that he has stayed and continues to fight the good fight is pretty impressive to me. And there's not a lot of people that would do that. I don't know that I would. Hey, speaking of people at Google and cashing out, do you remember when we did HubCon Irvine like four years ago now, or whatever it was? Yes. And those two Google sent those two blonde chicks that didn't know anything about yes all. google chicks that didn't pay for a booth but they showed up and spammed up. the place anyway exactly well some i think it was our good buddy joe morin who of course never forgets the name or face of a pretty girl right sent me sent me a link a little while ago and it was one of those girls it was a story about her cashing out oh really for like ass loads of money and I just, you know, and that just got me thinking back to, you know, talking to them while they were, you know, at the conference. And it's just something very unjust. That, I mean, she was a nice young lady, but... The, but dumb as dirt. Yeah. You know what? The thing was is that the, I remember at the time because they worked in the office for the AdWords office in L.A. Mm -hmm. And I had a big beef with them over, you know, this is back in the premium sponsorship days before the top listings were pay-per-click. They had this whole corrupt thing going where they were letting our competitors buy ads in their different domain names and then telling us it was sold out. Lloyd, you know, so I had all kinds of issues with those two. And uh, they showed up there, didn't pay for a booth to advertise, and then just walked around in there and, you know, it was conference spam is what it was. Absolutely. Good old days. But like it's good that. to know that she's... Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't like crazy, but it was certainly... You know, a lot more money than I'll probably see over the next handful of years. And Google's probably a better company without her. <laughs> Maybe not from a, an attractive standpoint, but you know, brain power. That whole thing a while back. I mean, we're going to run. We're running a couple minutes overtime here, but this is the last thing. That, I mean, Threadwatch made a big deal about it, where they they came across that article talking about how Google actually goes out of their way to employ attractive ladies. You know that all the geeks in the office feel that there's something worth 
hanging around the company for and working late and so forth? Oh, well, the very first Google dance, and this is, it's kind of declined over time, but at the old Plex, when they first did it, uh, it you know, you just kind of wanted to meet the guy who did was the head of HR, shake his hand. <laughs> you know? I mean, it was you clearly a concerted effort to have hot-looking women who knew nothing about search. They just wore T-shirts and ran around the Plex and, you know, greeted the bus. And I, I kind of thought maybe they were temps that they just hired in for the event. <laughs> Never could really tell whether or not they really actually work there on a daily basis. But, yeah, they seem to have toned that down a bit. Well, now, now it's more about, like, you know, the real face on the company and everybody shows up and they want to actually talk to engineers and people. Yeah, now that, they're trying to sell people. Yeah, people that don't just go, oh, hey, can I have another beer? Oops, sorry, we're out of beer. But it's funny because that party is like the only time the engineers ever get to come out and see the light of day. <laughs> and they're, and they're, always, they're always a little stunned. I think that's the that, funnest group to talk with because they're excited to be out and, you know, meet, meet SEO guys. And I think there's something, you know, something really weird about you talk to some of these engineers and they're just, they're just get they're so impressed that you found some kind of hole in what they've done. And they, but they think it's cool. They're not, like, bothered by it. Oh, they want to know all about it. And, yeah. You know, they tell you about all the stuff that they personally contributed to writing. It's actually very cool. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I highly encourage everybody to come out to, like, an SES, especially San Jose with the Google Dance. I was talking to, to a fellow on the phone today, and he was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to come out to New York. And it's really just, you know. But it, it's, it's well worth connecting and meeting these people in the industry. Yeah. I know them. New York's a fun city. A lot of people going. Nothing really goes further than picking up a restaurant tab or a bar tab in the right company. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't know a whole lot about that, but I've heard. Friends for life. <laughs> Isn't that how you and I met? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That and then driving around the... Spectrum, trying to get back to the hotel. You did a fine job in my car, actually. Absolutely. Thank well, you, you, were, you were too drunk to drive, so you gave me the keys, which probably wasn't wise. Thank God it was a block away. There you go. Circled the Spectrum, what, like five, six times trying to find the exit? Yeah, the good old days. Good old days. But uh, Anyways, man, we are, uh, we are over our time. And, uh, but a couple, of, a couple of announcements before we, we sign off. SEORockstars.com, actually live. Yeah, we covered that while you were missing in action. Well, you, you can tell by the super test posts that we put up today. Yeah. And, we'll clean that uh, up for the next day or two. And two, tentatively, next Tuesday, Matt Cuts. Ah. I got, so the I got, first post we'll do on the blog is, is taking questions. There you go. Well, I got, uh, I got email from Matt. He said, Tuesday looks good. Just let me double check. So I'm throwing it out as a tentative. But at any rate, we'll get it up on the blog. So even if it's not next week, we can start gathering the questions now and uh, we'll go from there but watch the blog for the announcement as soon as I hear back from him when that actual date is going to be perfect and uh, that's everything I got I got to right. blaze a trail home so we're good till next week all right everybody out there in rockstar land spam on take her easy <laughs>